It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But now we're recording. Yeah. Happy Christmas, by the way. Happy Christmas. So it's, I, I like to think that people will um, listen to this on Christmas Day while they're preparing the Brussels sprouts, but it's possible that they'll be hearing it in the in-between days. Well, it's still Happy Christmas. I was thinking that, wasn't it? It's always a weird thing that the radio stops playing Christmas music. I think the second Christmas Day is over, or maybe Boxing Day, and then, then that's it. I think there needs to be more good New Year songs. Um, happy New Year by ABBA is probably the best. Happy New Year by ABBA? Yeah. You want me to sing it for you, don't Go you? Go on, yeah. I'm not going to. Right. I'll, I'll, call, I'll call you and sing it down your But you were, you were saying before we turned on the TV, you've, you've been to a party and you had a good time. Like, this is an amazing thing. You know, it was it was the weirdest thing. We got invited to this party and um, my wife was really excited about it. Th- so th- what th- I did... Thanks for asking me to come along, by the way. I think it's a bit different me not inviting you to a party than me not inviting you to somebody else's party. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They're two different things. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Um, I just thought Fad tried to find a way to sort of get some moral high ground. Score points. Yeah, exactly. You you failed. Get points back. Yeah. Yeah. So so as an an act of kindness in my marriage, I've suppressed my sense of dread about it. You know, I kept it in. I kept a lid on it. And then the night we were going to this party, we, we'd been out for dinner with some friends beforehand, and she said that I visibly started to spiral downwards. She said, you're, you're feeling anxious about this. I said, I am, yeah. I just, I've been feeling anxious for weeks. It's all I've been thinking about. Anyway, we got there, and I don't know what happened, but I had a good time. I was confident. Uh, my anecdotes were landing. People seemed interested in what I had to say. I met interesting people. Are, are you, I laughed a lot. I mean, that's great. Are you really serious that you were anxious for weeks beforehand? Oh God, yeah. Any 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 party I go to, it's it, it's it's like there's this sense of dread in the pit of my stomach, and then I can get into a full blown panic attack on the way there. What's the worst thing that could happen? Well, that's a good therapy question, isn't it? It's about how incompet- socially incompetent I feel when I'm there, I think. 
I mean, I'm really sorry, Jeff. Oh, you know, it's all right, really. But that, but will it then give you a sort of co- base of confidence to think that the next? No, no. Uh, this is this is this is what happens. I feel that you know, if you play in a computer game, and and sometimes the character gets—I don't know what the right um, lingo is—but they get charged up, and all of a sudden they can go faster and jump higher and do stuff, and then it wears off after about thirty seconds. I feel that twice a year, I become socially capable and I, f- I feel like i've got this superpower and i think this is it i've finally learned at the age of 50 how to be socially capable and then the next day i go and buy a coffee in the cafe and my uh, small talk is as awkward as ever and i'm feeling incredibly self-conscious all over again Has somebody any- wrote in about somebody wrote in about this because you know we were touching on this in the in the last episode yeah um catherine wrote in about this she gave us some Good information about moths as well, which I can come on to. Oh, good. We like some good information about moths. She says, uh, I listened with interest um, to your conversation about communicating. I understand all too well about shyness and reluctance to talk to people. I think a lot of it is personal insecurity, a a fear of revealing yourself and that the person may not like you. It is, and I speak for myself, a real self-absorption. I'm 60 next year, and one of the advantages of that enormous number is that my self-consciousness is slipping, and despite some social anxiety, it's easier to talk to people and listen to what they say without simultaneously reflecting on myself. So I feel like, really, Catherine's telling me I'm a narcissist and I need to snap out of it. Maybe she is. Yeah. I don't think it's that, though. I don't think it is that. What's the closest you've any therapist has come to helping you with this? Well... I, I, you know, I'm sober, right? So yeah. I, um, I never did AA or anything. And a therapist that I saw for years who was brilliant, um, and this was probably like 15 years into my sobriety or something, he said if you'd done AA, you would have worked through most of this in the first 18 months. Yeah. Because I know, I know people have a range of opinions on AA, but, AA, but I, th- I think that particular thing, uh, going into rooms and meeting strangers and like being your authentic self and making yourself vulnerable probably catapults you out of that right because because you're you're forced into an environment where you're sharing and is it you may want to stop this conversation but is it something that happened in your childhood that makes you that makes you think this i think it would be (laughs) this is how i feel about um socializing but i think it would be boring for people to listen to my theories as to why i think it is but it was very much i can i can tell you it was very much masked by my drinking and i was sort of the opposite of that and then when the when the drink i made the decision so interesting because you see i'm anxious about lots and lots and lots of things and it's just the one thing i'm not anxious about it's so nice such an endearing quality what why because i feel so hampered by it so much of the time that like you you as this wide-eyed extrovert energized with people and not not worrying about how your anecdote is landing or what they're thinking about you i think reflects incredibly well on you well i don't think it does really maybe it's it's charming well but maybe it's a sort of uh, arrogant i don't know i mean maybe no i think it's charming i think it's lovely but do you want to hear what uh what catherine had to say about clothes moths while we've we've got her email yeah go on then let me just take my uh take my uh, distance glasses off i mean she Um, at least she won't be saying the clothes moth were self-referential self self-obsessed narcissists (laughs) Uh, she says, um, I was curious on the vital question of clothes moths, so I found this surprising article. We are all connected in nature. Uh, 
So this is a, a, an article from the Museums Association Journal. The headline is Drought maybe behind sharp falling clothes moths, says National Trust. Overall insect pest numbers dropped 3% last year, according to the charity's annual pests report. The the trust says that the 39% drop in webbing clothes moths, which can cause serious damage to uh, all manner of things, carpets, upholstery, taxidermy, woolen objects, as I I know too well, was probably due to a period of record heat and drought in 2022. Assistant National Conservator Hilary Jarvis said this was surprising news. We had thought climate change would be a boon for this moth, which originates from South Africa and is no stranger to heat. But changing weather patterns are challenging our thinking. So I was right. Basically, I was right, is what you're saying. No, well, (laughs) yeah... it's. Uh, I think. I think what. <laughs> I, th- I think. I mean, what, it, long on the short of it, you said. Well, it Hillary, really... Hillary Jarvis does seem to know more about this particular uh, aspect of um, of uh, the, they, <laughs> the ecosystem than, than you do. And he thought. I mean, or her. I'm not sure which. Um, thought that the, these clothes moths. Yeah, but, would but be basically, a boon for you them. and Hillary he were wrong. Think, you and Hillary he were, didn't think or climate she, change. You and Hillary were wrong. Were wrong, and I was right. It's sort of basically what you're saying. Yeah, but maybe like. But I was sort of. It was basically you're saying I was quite lucky to be right because I should have been yeah, wrong. Yeah, stopped clock. It was. It, it yeah, was stopped, stopped clock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least that's clarified. Um, now, but silver silverfish are on the rise. No, oh, I don't like silverfish. Do you like moths? I think I like them more than silverfish. Mm. Now, yes. So my eye was caught by an article by Lee Adp, uh, and it's sort of basically very clever. She she's she's somebody who wrote a book called Free about growing up in Albania, and I think she's a professor. Um, I think at the London School of Economics uh, in in political theory. I think political philosophy, and really, her article is saying. I thought this was quite a good Christmas theme. I think what she's saying is hope is a decision, not a belief. To hope is a decision, not a belief. She doesn't doesn't use exactly those words, but that's sort of what I um, uh, took out of it. What you took from it. I mean, she doesn't just talk about that, but it's quite an interesting idea. It's sort of all about hope. How, how is she defining hope? Because we, we've run into uh, a few people over the Let years me, on this podcast yeah. who, who who want to make, make the point that hope and optimism aren't... Let me just read a couple of bits. Thing. So the moment of 2023, this is how she begins, it's an article in The Guardian, that gave me hope was one in which I thought all hope was lost. It was a Friday morning in the middle of October, and I'd just started exploring with my students Immanuel Kant's 1784 essay, What is Enlightenment? Most people tend to think of hope as an attitude that sits, sits somewhere between a desire and a belief a desire for a certain outcome and the belief that something favours its realisation. We look for evidence in the world, see if it conforms to our wishes, and if we find it, we have hope, otherwise not. But for me, hope means something different. Being hopeful has nothing to do with how the world goes. It's a kind of duty, a necessary complement to morality. What is the point of trying to do the right thing if we have no reason to think others do the same? What is the point of holding others responsible if we think responsibility is beyond their capacity? Hope is the opposite of nihilism. Nihilism? Nihilism, I think. I always say nihilism, but I have heard people say nihilism. Yeah, nihilism. Nihilism means Uh, doom-laden. Paradoxically, the worse the world goes, the more hopeful you must remain to be able to continue fighting. Being hopeful is not about guaranteeing the right outcome, 
preserving the right principle, the principle based on which a moral world makes sense. So, and then she goes on to say what made her lose hope, and it was a conversation she had in her class. But then she also says at the end that one of the truths is that, you know, there are very, she says the last line is, whether there is hope or not is only a relevant question for those who have the privilege to doubt it. That is a small fraction of the world. So I think she's basically saying so many people in the world are just trying to live, trying to survive. Mm. The people who suffer from injustice, who withstand daily insults, their dignity, who are marginalised, silenced, exploited, left out, killed, cannot afford to ask themselves if they have hope. They cling on to life. They try to cope. They fight. Their continuing struggle, whatever form it takes, cannot afford the loss of faith. So anyway, I Mm. was sort of quite... I was quite interested in this. Lots of people will say to me, oh, you know, there's so many bad things happening in the world. How can you remain hopeful? I think it was sort of in, it's stimulating because it made me think hope is not a prediction. Right. I think she's questioning the idea that hope is a sort of, you know, and in a way, or how do you remain hopeful? And I, so I often say something that I always part of the job description and I never really kind of... But is that think, just a platitude? Well, yes, but I think it's a sort of platitude with some meaning behind it, but I never really properly thought what the meaning was why do i so when you think of it in relation to your job and it being part of the job description um that hopefulness in people i mean she seems to be saying not just it's a thing because otherwise you'll curl up and not do anything and still hide under the duvet Mm -hmm. she also seems to be saying part of her politics is believing in the goodness of other people Mm. and therefore you have to feel hopeful because you've got to feel that things could be better because people are good. And if people are good, things could should become better or have a good chance of becoming better. Maybe she's also saying that. I guess if hope is innate, you, you can either think of it as an, an individualistic trait about you and your hopes for your life, or that it's something to be tapped into. That if it's part of who we are, that the, the idea of a shared hope is actually quite a lovely ideal. Yeah, but that's quite a nice Christmas thought, isn't it? Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Do you want some good news? Some yeah. glad tidings of great joy? Definitely. I am married to a trophy wife. Go on. By the time this podcast yeah. hits your ears, the the news will be out that my wife is a mastermind. Is on mastermind. Well, she's on celebrity mastermind tonight. Oh, wow! As, as we're talking, and uh, and she won. She won. Yes, and I I was as surprised as you are. That is extraordinary. Yes, I know. What, uh, tell me more. What was her specialist subject? So she wanted to do Succession, but somebody had already done it. And then she suggested like Sex and the City and 30 Rock, and, and uh, people had already done those on Celebrity Mastermind. So it, eventually she, uh, she landed on Guys and Dolls, the musical. Does she know a lot about Guys and Dolls? Well, I, I, I would have said, you know, she's got a working knowledge of it and nothing more, but she is incredibly studious. So it got a little glimpse into what it must have been like when she was revising for exams because she spe- she watched it every day for the, the film version for um, a few weeks and she read books, she made notes, she had me testing her um, repeatedly. And I thought, oh, she'll do really well on the specialist subject because she is so... Uh, committed to to memorization and revision but she she isn't um by her own admission she's not a general knowledge she's not a pub quizzer but i think i haven't seen it because it's on tonight but i think she must have just got very lucky well you weren't in the studio audience no she went to belfast to film it wow what surprise did she win a trophy and a donation to charity how fantastic yeah who were her competitors um do you remember a song called cuddly toy from the 80s no. It's one of these you'd know it if you heard right. it. It was the guy who sang that who was called Roachford. I think maybe an actor and maybe somebody from BBC Sports. I'm not sure because, like I say, I haven't seen it yet. Was she pleased to won? Yes, yeah. And um, I feel so bad for not having faith in <laughs> Who's the presenter of Mastermind? It's Clive Myrie these days. Amazing. Yeah. Nice. I'm generally bowled over. I would never do something like that. Well, I, I wouldn't. And when she told me, she said, I'm doing a thing, because she's American, um, says I'm doing a thing called Celebrity Mastermind. And I think my face went a bit grey because I thought, oh, no, it's going to be humiliating. Like the, the pressure of it. You, you, like She doesn't like that sort of trivia quiz thing. So I thought you, you're going to be you know, out of your depth with the general knowledge round. I thought it was going to be this like humiliation and she was going to bring shame on her, shame on our family. How many did she but, get? Did she get all of the guys and dolls answers right? I don't, I don't know. Like I say, it's on tonight. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it. My mum and dad are here. So we're going to watch it. But um, when did it, when was thrilled. it recorded? Oh, it was a few months ago, like two, three months ago, I guess. And were you sworn yeah. to secrecy? Yes, yeah, yeah. And she's been sworn to secrecy. She's got a photograph of herself with the trophy, but um, do you tell Gene or not? Yeah, he's got to like. She never usually will let him watch. I mean, firstly because she's potty mouthed, um, but she usually won't let him watch anything she does on TV. She doesn't like him having an awareness, yeah. of that world. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, it's, I mean, I am down and watch it genuinely impressed. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? 
I'm genuinely impressed. Now, have you got? I think you've got some listeners diddlies for us, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I've got um, I've got a couple that I wanted to mention. This one comes from uh, Ewan Williams, uh, and it says, "Please, please keep on going on with the chatteroos." So we thought we'd read it out, and we we're a bit late with the feed this week, and so he sent. A, and he's from. Uh, he seems to be emailing from Germany, I think, uh, from Berlin. Uh, hello, I'm horrified to see no chatteroo. No new chatteroo in my podcast feed this morning, feeling adrift as it is the first time in years. Not only at least one of your voices in my ear. Do you think he knows about drift? Anyway, the uh, the end of reasons riveted, the end of reasons to be cheerful. He definitely thought, I think he definitely had a kind of rather catastrophic view of our lateness. Um, you I'm sorry, that, can, can I just say that was nothing no, to do with no, Ed and everything fine. to do with me. No, no, I had no, a bit fine. of a family no, emergency. No, 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 family and, emergencies uh, take uh, precedence. You wouldn't leave without saying goodbye, would you? It sounds mean, but I'm hoping one of you has a cold and you just need to recuperate, more or less. Really enjoy the new look of the podcast. It's an appointment listen for me. I have to play it in my right ear as I put my twin baby boys to bed for their midday sleep. Oh, we'll have to search for an old episode to get my fix. He then does say, P.S. Ed does an impression of an animal for an old television show bullseye i'm real millennial don't get the reference uh and every time i read chatter on my phone i hear the last part is a milliband impression Ooh. <laughs> what is read chatter on my phone what does that mean? He says every time he sees the word chatteroo on the phone, he hears that, hears oh, that ooh syllable as you doing an impersonation of Bendy Bully from Bullseye. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, then he says, oops, patience is a virtue. Uh, the episode loaded into my feed shortly after. Uh, that's, that was such a nice email. It was really nice. It's yeah. nice to think of him um, putting his twins exactly, to sleep. Exactly. Um, I hope we're suitably yeah. supperific. Yes, what's yours? Well, the, the the one I wanted to read yeah. was uh, this from Miranda Williams, who said, I can't quite believe I'm emailing you about your loo chat. Yeah. But here we are. As a local councillor, when I was a cabinet member, um, we were looking at leases of our buildings, community centres, leisure centres, libraries and such. I suggested that we leisure wrote centre. into their lease. Yeah. Yes. Leisure Centre. Keen interest in Leisure Centre. Good story about that. Um, uh, I I suggested that we wrote into their leases that their loos had to be open to the public when the buildings were open, as I was so fed up with signs that loos were for service slash centre users only. Sadly, the last locals meant it gained no traction. Wow. We also had an amazing resident bring forward a map of all the loos in the borough. Sadly, it was just before COVID and never got the proper airtime it deserved. I love this, the idea of toilet cartographers. It's like sort of Zap Map, which does electric electric charging points. Yes. Um, Plop Map. I, yes. Um, I, I also think better family lose stroke baby changing could be addressed through the planning process. Building a new pub stroke shopping centre stroke leisure centre, yes. etc. Make sure that there are changing places, toilets and decent baby changing facilities available to all and not just in the disabled loo. As ever, she says, the answer is labour in power nationally and locally. This is what I said to you. Get it in that manifesto. Did you bring it up with Keir Starmer? Because I know, um, I know you were doing some. Uh, we're a cop. We're a him. cop together. Yeah. Did, did it come up? No. Um, moving on. Now Christmas. But you, yeah, I you think we're just, you could, no, we're moving. You could, you no, could text him no, now if you no, wanted we're to. We're just moving on. Right. Uh, I'd like to hear from you on, on Christmas Day. No, moving on. Uh, now Christmas gifts. I think we should end on Christmas gifts. Um, yes. You brought up Myrtle. 
Yes. Which does sound like Wordle. By the way, we, we our streak is nearing the our record. Uh, I also sort of noticed Myrtle, and I haven't yet purchased it, but I'm... How did, just before we come on to Myrtle, how did you do on the day when Wordle was funny, the word funny? I thought that was really hard. I can't remember, but we were on a sacred streak of 123, so... Uh, I think maybe then, just from your answer to that question, you're taking glory from your family's achievements. I wonder if other people are doing the heavy lifting with the wordle and you're just uh, you're claiming that victory as your own. Okay, a I've bit got, like me and Mastermind. I've got a question for you. Yeah. Do you think it's a problem? You know how wordle doesn't repeat its words? Yes. Do you think it's wrong to check back to see what words there have been? Oh. A no spo- a, there's a no-spoiler, like, past Wordle words. Do you think that's a problem or not? I've had this discussion with my children. Do you think it's okay? They are quite... Oh, I, don't, I don't think it's in the spirit of it. I think if, you'd rem- if you've got a mental memory back right, of the okay. words, that's fine. But I think going back and and, you think? and, um, and checking, yeah, that feel doesn't feel kosher to me. Okay. 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 That, that's, uh, that's interesting. Um, thank you for that. Um, Does... Am I, have I uh, have I backed up your opinion there? Well, I was sort of ambivalent about it. They thought it was okay. And what about Justine? It hasn't passed. hasn't hasn't given a ruling. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so go on, Myrtle. Yes. So um, the murder mystery puzzle book Myrtle has climbed the UK bestsellers chart to become this year's Christmas number one it- book. Even beating Richard Osman, which well, I think nobody yeah. thought that was possible. Um, it's based on uh, a daily puzzle website developed in 2021. And across 100 challenges in the book, readers must use codes and maps to decipher who the killers are. It's sold more than It does sound like quite copies. a good thing for my kids, actually. I was thinking of getting it. Yeah, I think you should, definitely should. Yeah. I'm very keen maybe to give somebody Myrtle as a stocking filler now because I'm very excited. My my mum was like obsessed with um, oh, TV really? detectives. Like she loved true Poirot. Yeah. Well not true, no, true crime, crime, no, like Agatha yeah, like Poirot. Oh I was, was always a, I was always a sucker for Poirot when I was growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. My loved dad him. used to love Peter Ustinov as uh is it Ustinov? Ustinov yes. uh as Poirot. Aha. Do you remember that? Um, I, I know that he did it. I don't remember. Well, seeing probably him. I was an earlier generation than you. I always remember Peter Ustinov as being one of these great anecdotalists. That's that's where he lives in my brain. Like, yeah, he was this actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was also oh, like, one of the great value for money chat show. And guys. Miss Marple, jo- Joan Hickson's Miss Marple, I really liked. Yes. Yeah. Um, what did your mum? What was your mum's favourite? Poirot. She she was obsessed with. She'd watch. Anything though, and she'd watch them over and over again, and um, and then sit and say, "Oh, I know who did it," but she hadn't figured out. She just just remembered. I always liked Columbo. I don't never knew Columbo. I never knew the name. We like Morse. Morse. Have you watched Knives Out? Yes. Yeah, I thought the first one was great, and and quite enjoyed the second one. But that that feels like the the best modern detective of that ilk. Shall I, I tell you what I've got for Justine? Yes. I have got a flamingo made out of flip-flops. Oh. We're recording this before Christmas. Recycled flip-flops. I mean, it sounds horrible. Why? It's not a real flamingo. <laughs> I should hope not made out of flip-flops. Honestly, robots? no, because I tell you why. Because, we, because she bought in the summer a little dog 
made out of flip-flops from this particular oh, company. Uh, so you have a flip-flop menagerie. And I just suddenly thought this. she really liked this. And so, anyway, you think it's a terrible present. So is it like an objet d'art? Yeah. So where will it, will it take pride Mantle of place piece. in your living room? Okay. We'll well, so, no, I th- it'll sort of have form a friendship with the dog. Well, it's, it's one of these things without seeing it. It made sure it sound terrible. It. I made it sound terrible. I've not opened if, the if box. If I said, said to you, guess what I got Sarah for Christmas? A flamingo made out of flip-flops. <laughs> I, I don't it know that your reaction terrible. would have been different. Yes, it, it does, it does. terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Now, yeah. You've, now you've squished me out of here. <laughs> Did you yes. keep a receipt? Yes, I've got, I mean, you know, yes, I've got a, a sort of skyscraper made out of cabbages. I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh good yeah oh, well, we, we, okay, we all, okay we all i will report back not <laughs> yes, on, do, yeah. not on new year's day but i'll report back on the next one about what the reaction was to the yeah i feel like flip. you've left us with a real cliffhanger there i mean i definitely uh, i i've not sold it i've not sold it well have i not particularly do you want to uh, quickly say what our new year's episode is going to be because it's, it's new year's we're bringing someone else into the chatteroo we are it's our first chatteroo guest and it is ben ansell who was this year's last year's wreath well this year's next year will be last year's uh wreath lecturer yeah. uh and he was my teaching assistant 20 years ago i mean it's yet another advert for the you stop working for ed and your career takes off sort of you know thing you're an in- you're a one man incubator and you try you know you tried to sort of shake me loose from the podcast <laughs> but i've sort of hung on i've hung on to you thereby blighting your career yeah clipping my wings clipping your wings geronimo here you go here i go well um we hope you've had a good christmas yeah i hope you've had a good christmas too Oh, you're talking about our listeners as well. I was was addressing them. Can I just ask you for an early New Year's resolution? Can we get an email address that has Chatteroo in it? I feel yes. I'll figure out figure out how to. I mean, I feel I could figure it out too. But I sort of I feel like I I mean, okay, there might be an issue about how people spell Chatteroo, but I sort of feel like Chatteroo. I feel I feel I feel like we just sort of need to kind of. Bite the bullet, well, yeah. Well, it's all branding issue, do you know what I mean? I know, I know. I, I think I've got a login for the website somewhere. I, I, I just have to try and remember how to set up an email address. It's been seven years. Yeah, well, the thing is, don't... I mean, I mean, having said all this, don't sort of cause a kind of permanent lockdown of our email. <laughs> that would also be unfortunate. So, I mean, I mean yeah. I'm perfully happy with the old... So people can email in, can't they? Readers at cheerfulpodcast.com. But yes, we, but, but, but we New Year's resolution... I'll get us Chatteroo at... What should they be called? What about Chatteroo at cheerfulpodcast.com? That feels like the most simple solution. Two T's, two O's, one R. Yeah. And it, it won't be at all annoying when we have to say that every time we give out the email address. It is one R, isn't it? Yes. You invented the word. I <laughs> suppose I, you want to spell it. I suppose I did. Maybe I should be we like... We should get Susie Dent back on well, no, but, and say, can this be word of the year 2024? Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, Riz. Riz was the word of the year 2023, yeah? Riz was, was it? Yeah, Riz was. Not not, not Tiz was, Tiz but was. Riz was. Uh, Riz meaning charisma. Oh. Young, youth, a youth uh-huh. um, way uh-huh. of talking about charisma. Have you? Oh. Did you not know that? The thing is, Swifty, Swifty, Swifty was going to be. Mm. Uh, was it? Was a con- there's had some competition, I think, where you got to vote. Anyway, oh, I don't like that. 
I like it going on behind closed doors at the Oxford University Press with sort of blue smoke or white smoke. Yes, or exactly. Yeah, they they have a cho- they've chosen a word. Okay, well, so anyway, we're trying to get. Cho- you know, I was responsible for squeezed middle becoming the word of the year or the phrase of the year or something in. 2000 and something that was a great phrase because it it it, it did a good job of conveying an idea and, a, and for political messaging but also there was like a, it's, it's a bit of saucy postcard double entendre to it as well wasn't that's that true that wasn't my attention uh well, anyway chatteroo our aims are for chatteroo yeah yes that's gonna happen early 24 you just wait i'll update you on it on the episode after the ben ansel episode then we'll get it in the oxford english dictionary word of the year for next year yeah, yeah, yeah. How are we going to make it go this? sort of viral? We've got to enlist Susie Dent somehow. She seemed to like us when she was on the podcast, didn't she? I mean, I'm not the first person. She just to... has so much riz, that's just how she leaves yeah. her feeling. Um, I'm not the first person to use the word chatteroo to you, am I? Yes, Ed. Am I? Yeah. You're the only person that I'm willing to mention who suffixes words with aru. <laughs> it's one of your delightful quirks. Oh. See you in 2024. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. <laughs> <laughs> you will be right Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like... You know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> but you, you were different. Like you were real different. Bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout season two, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.